You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me. God is our refuge. God is my refuge. How about we call it? God is my refuge. What a good thing to know where to go. Where to go. Oh, what a good thing, friends, when you feel hemmed in on every side, when you feel hopeless and in despair and you don't know what to do, you don't know where to run for help, you don't know who to call, you don't know anything. It is the Lord. The Lord is our refuge and well-proven help in time of trouble, the scripture says. Here in Deuteronomy chapter 33 is an incredible promise for you and I today. And we need this promise today. The Bible says we are in 2 Peter chapter 1, partakers of the holy, heavenly, divine nature by precious promises given unto us. We are partakers of the divine nature as the Father gives us everything for life and godliness, it says there, through these precious promises and all these promises that are written for our strengthening and encouragement like a light on our path and a lamp to our feet. These are all yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And right here in Deuteronomy chapter 33, we have this incredible promise. Verse 27, the eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you. Okay, again, the eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you. Now take this promise here in chapter 33 of Deuteronomy, verse 27. God is my eternal refuge and underneath me are his everlasting arms and he thrusts out the enemy from before me. He gives me victory in the battles and in the trials. Oh, take these promises. Let them arm you. Let them enable, empower you. Let them put light back into your challenging time. Sometimes people say, oh, I can't see any light at the end of the tunnel. The Word of God is a light and a lamp. The scripture says in Psalm 119, and the Bible says, by the opening of the Word, light comes. Oh, the light is shining right here for you where the Lord says, I am your refuge. Underneath you are my everlasting arms. I will thrust out the enemy from before you. Moses went through so much hardship. I heard one preacher say not long ago, I was listening to this phenomenal man of God, and and he was saying, oh, I would love to be Moses. I'd love to have that rod and just stand up against the forces of darkness with the authority of God. And wow, yes, without question, Moses was one of a kind, such an amazing, amazing man of God. 
Yet the challenges he faced were so ferocious. And he writes this incredible psalm, Psalm 90. I, I believe Psalm 91 also is a psalm of Moses. But Psalm 90 specifically is well known as a psalm of Moses. And he says there in verse 1 of Psalm 90, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You are our dwelling place. You are God from everlasting to everlasting. See, Moses knew what to do when he didn't know what to do. He prostrated himself before the Lord. It says it in the scripture that he would continuously keep prostrating himself before the Lord, bowing down, bowing down with his face to the ground and saying, my God, my God, my God. And he would just keep bowing and keep bowing until his spirit began to perceive the wonders of God's love and God's grace abounding to him. And he, I believe, writes in dedication of the Ark of the Covenant, this Psalm 91, upon which we see the seraphims overshadowing the mercy seat. And he says here in Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, he who dwells in the secret place, the intimacy of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The Almighty is what God spoke to Abraham in, Saul, in Genesis 18, when he said to him, I am Almighty God, walk before me and be blameless, for my covenant is with you. And where he says, I am Almighty God, he's saying, I am El Shaddai. That word means all-sufficient, capable of being all that you need. Walk before me. Come into my holy presence day and night and let me be your sufficiency. Let me be more than enough for you. Let me be all that you need. Let me be that. You see, all of us have areas in our lives where we are barren, where we are mere mortal and earthly in our way of thinking, acting or reacting. And we need God to become our sufficiency there. And he says there, he who dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Abide means stay stable, stay steady, stay firm. You see, instability is what gives the enemy an invitation to come and cause havoc. When we're one moment up and know God is good, the next moment, oh, I can't, I don't, I'll, and we're all down. That is like inviting the enemy to come and ravage you with his lies and deception that God's not good, that God's not faithful, that God isn't there for you. And that is obviously the lie because God is from everlasting to everlasting the same. He is our dwelling place. He is faithful and true. The scripture says in Lamentations chapter 3 that the reason we're not consumed is because his mercies fail not. They are new every morning. 
great is his faithfulness. If it wasn't for the goodness of the Lord, David said in Psalm 27, verse 13, where would I have been if I had not believed I would see his goodness? Oh, hallelujah, when your heart becomes stable. Listen to verse 9 of Psalm 91. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling again. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. My, there are so many plagues about, and I'm not just talking about pandemics. I'm talking about plagues where people are plagued with torments of greed, torments of worldly lusts, torments of sexual lusts, torments of relationship dysfunctions, and people have so many things that plague them. And the Lord says, come on, I am your refuge. Come on, come into the refuge. Let me be your dwelling place, that you dwell in me and abide stable and steady in my sufficiency. And these evil will, evils will not be able to prevail against you. I will shield you. I will keep you. I will uphold you. I will sustain you. I will guard you. The Lord is sufficient. He is able to be more than enough. How I know this in Virginia, how we see his love overshadowing us. Psalm 46 Verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, mountains shake with its swelling. There is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of our God the holy place, the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. Oh, hallelujah. I am so grateful that I know the Lord is my refuge and I have made the Lord who is my refuge, my dwelling place. Oh, friends, let me read it again. I feel the Holy Spirit pulling on you and me to again make the Lord because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Because <coughs> you've said, Lord, you are my refuge. You are my dwelling place. I'm going to start, keep abiding in you. And I know you will keep me and bring me safely through all of this. David said in Psalm 138, I'm surrounded by trouble on every side, but the Lord safely brings me through them all. You'll find that in the Living Bible, Psalm 138. I'm surrounded with troubles on every side, but the Lord safely brings me through. You know, recently we have had so many challenges where my dear Virginia has been so unwell. Oh, my friends, she was so unwell. She looked at me one moment some months ago and she said, darling, am I going to go and be with Jesus? I said, no, the Lord is with us. 
It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And how do I know it's going to be okay? Because the Lord, who is our refuge, is our dwelling place. And He carries us through the troubled times. And He has carried us through. And praise the Lord, He's coming through and getting better every day. But it took quite a long time. And you see, we don't disregard when it takes a long time what precious things are to be experienced on the journey, how the Lord is faithful and true, how the Lord's presence is more than enough to keep us happy and stable and steady, that if anything and everything else has lost its invitation, He is the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. He is better to us than the richest harvest of personal prosperity and success. While that is a blessing, what is greater than that is the Lord Himself. Here in Psalm 61, I'll read to you Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings for you, O God, have heard my vows and you have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. You will prolong the king's life. His years are uh, as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth which you pres- uh, with which may preserve him. So I will sing praise to your name forever that, my, that I may daily perform my vows. David would often in the time of great challenges say, Lord, I trust you to bring me through. I promise, Lord, I'm going to do this. I promise, Lord, I'm going to do that. Friends, it's a good thing to renew your devotion to God and commitment to him. I will never forget Brenda Marshall, married to Dennis Marshall, who's in heaven now. They pastors in the town here in Britain called Stephen. Stevenage, I think. Yeah, Stevenage. And Brenda called me this many years ago. She said, Pastor, Dennis has had, um, has had some strokes, I think she said, yes. And he's had some heart attacks and now 25% of his heart muscle is dead and the doctors say they can't revive it if it stops again. So we're all here as a family. I said, Brenda, I'm on my way. I'm coming. It's about a little over an hour's drive from where I live. And I said to the Lord, Lord, because the Lord had been pulling on me to do a Jesus Now crusade in that town called Stevenage. And I said, Lord, I promise I'll go do a crusade if you raise him up for the glory of your name as you use him as a witness that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. I can do nothing of myself, but my eyes are upon you. Use this, Lord, to raise up your servant, Dennis, Lord. You love him. He's yours, Lord. So I come to the hospital, and there he was, and he was really in a bad place, in a real bad place. And he had lost a lot of his ability to communicate and to perceive and recognize because of the strokes and all that. And I I went over to him, and I laid my hand on his heart, and his head was here, my face was right here. So I was like this with his face right here. So it would be hard for him to see me. I was so close to him. And I said, Jesus, 
Jesus, Jesus. And he said, hey, Pastor Robert, thank you for coming and see me. And the parents, his wife, Brenda, and the family saw the miracle. And I said, then I'll come back tomorrow. All the family's here. I said, thank you all. And I left. I came back the next day. And he stood in the hallway of the hospital waiting for me with his hands in his pocket, tall man, six foot four. And he said, I have a little room where we can meet. And we met and he said, you know something, when you prayed for me, Jesus came to me and he said to me, Dennis, I am your healing. Can I come lay next to you? And it's like the Lord came to lay next to me and I woke up and I saw you. And when he shared this, my dear friends, my heart was overwhelmed at the wonder and the marvel to see the Lord, our refuge, our well-present help. Oh, I want to close with you from Psalm 73, please. How good is the Lord and how wonderful are his mercies. They never fail. They never fail. They're new every morning. God is not holding a grudge against any of us. He is ready to restore, to renew. His bosom is wide open to you. He says, come on into my presence and I will restore and renew and refresh you. Look what it says here in Psalm 73, verse 23. Nevertheless, I am continuously with you, praise David. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You've destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord that I may declare all your works. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. How David was that man after God's own heart because the Lord was his refuge. The Lord was the place where he would dwell securely under the shadow of the Almighty who kept him stable in his sufficiency. And so this is whom the Lord is for you. Amen. Have a good day.